What if we're not gentle? Yeah, Alex is not gentle. Yeah. Yeah, what if we're not gentle? Then we're just mean, I guess. I'm gentle. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Okay, guys. I'll call you guys. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Today is August the 9th. This is our All Lives Matter call with Alex Lloyd, David Peck, myself, Johanna Chan will be assisting them. Um, before we hear though what our topic is today, let me share this disclaimer. This presentation is for education and informational purposes only. And since we're going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand the information is not intended to heal or cure anything. Everything in the presentation are the opinions of Alex Lloyd, David Peck, myself, or you if you choose to share. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concerns you may have. All right, take it away. Thank you so much, Johanna. I'm Alex Lloyd, the uh, good looking guy in the green. that looked like he just came out of surgery because maybe he did. Uh, is Dr. David Peck and uh, my, my good friend in Philadelphia and New York. And we're gonna have another cheesesteak together sometime soon. Uh, we finished the uh, Seven Deadly Sins series. Now we're doing the Seven Cardinal Virtues that kind of correspond to the Seven Deadly Sins. And the one this week is huge. It is a linchpin issue for so many people. And it's a way you can tell if you're on the right track or the wrong track pretty easily. So, Dave... Take it away. Okay, thanks, Alex. Yeah, so uh, it's number three, and it is counterbalances number three in the seven deadly sins, which was wrath or anger, and that is in the seven cardinal or heavenly sins, patience, and also included that is forgiveness. So, um, yeah, so you know my story with patience is that basically I consider myself or did consider myself to be an extremely impatient person you know and lo loaded with that was a lot of frustration and um it goes for me it goes back to uh when I was growing up and being this I've described it before it's sort of the good boy syndrome I call it but that that's someone that basically is perfection a perfectionist but is based in conditional love. So, you know, if I did well, I got attention. I was given the pat on the back. If I didn't do well, it was whatever, you know, negative emotion came at me. And so as a result of that, you know, I really learned to um, develop what would Alex would call and what we call a stress goals. And those are goals that are not based in love and truth, but really based in lies. And so in other words, um, and tied with this also was social imaging. I'll describe that in a second. But so if I did something well, if I got a grant, if I got, this is aside from just financial matters, which certainly are important, but, but my achievements in life, I'm doing that in order to be viewed a certain way or, to get the approval of people. And this is my motivation. And this is the conditional love part that leaves me basically empty. 
And so when I don't get the grant or when things don't go well, I get extremely frustrated and impatient. And so I've thankfully been able to shift that now to what would be considered success goals, just trying to get as good as I can at something, trying to touch people with you know, love with helping them in as, as ever, as however I can. And so with that and doing my best at that. And so there's no real failure anymore. I'm just trying to get as good as I can. If I miss a tune, if I play a wrong note or like play a missed chord, you know, I screwed up that time. Okay. But I'm still just going to try to get as good as I can get. So, you know, that's a big change for me. Um, so the, the other thing that I'd like to say deals with the forgiveness and in the healing codes, uh, system, forgiveness is a separate category. It's one of the inhibitor categories. Um, but it's in the cardinal virtues, it's tied in with patience. And I think they're related in many ways. Um, but with the forgiveness part, uh, the, the, the idea is that you may have been wronged in some way, badly. You know, you have, may have been treated extremely poorly. But holding that resentment against another person or another group is really creating difficulty for you and stress for you because you're tied to that person and, and you have you have essentially what develops into bitterness towards that individual. And until you're able to forgive that in that group or that individual, you carry that with you. And, and what I would say is that the forgiveness really comes with understanding the truth, the truth of the matter. And this goes to an expression, I think many people know it, um, he knows he knows or they know not what they do uh. something like that so in other words you know people are driven to do certain actions for certain reasons and what we're telling you all in in these um zoom calls is that it they're based on lies and so you know a person may act based on what they think is the right thing to do as if just like I was just saying a minute ago, I thought the right thing for me to do was to, you know, make this achievement so that I could look a certain way and have this social imaging, not knowing that that's really based in lies. And so to understand why other people are motivated to do what they do will set you free in a way in order to, for, to be able to understand it, to forgive those people. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't serve justice. I mean, that justice must be still served, but that resentment and that bitterness and that anger that comes with it is, is that's, the said, that's one of the deadly sins to hold that anger. And that's gonna hurt you. So the truth will set you free. Understand the truth. That is the truth and forgive at least in your own mind, you know, and then be free in that way. So that was the only other point. And I think I'll pass it back to you, Alex. Thanks, Dave. And that's, that's terrific stuff. And by the way, um, 
if, if we hadn't done the three inhibitor categories for the healing code, unforgiveness would probably have either been in love or in the patient's category. Um, so you're right on the money there. Um, okay, um, picture this, true story. Hope and I are at a social event. There's a bunch of people there. Everybody's having fun. You know, uh, it's not, it, it, it's a, there's, it's not a goal directed evening. It's just an evening for people who like each other to get together and have fun. So Hope is, uh, Hope and I are in the same room. There's people in multiple rooms. Hope and I are in the same room and there's a whole bunch of people. And there was a gentleman there who developed a goal. And the goal was, I want to get a big laugh, okay, from, from the, the social event, from the people there. He wanted to do something. He was always doing stuff like that, and he wanted to get a big laugh, okay? Well, he did, and here's how he did it, okay? Hope was making a uh, peanut butter sandwich, okay? And she was doing the slice of bread that has the peanut butter on it, not the one with the jelly, the one with the peanut butter, okay? And so she gets it all spread on there. And this person who's, who's trying to get the laugh says, oh, wow, boy, that, that, that smells unusual. Um, Hope, does that smell unusual to you? And it was a setup. It was a setup. So she brings the the bread, the peanut butter up here to smell, to see if it smells weird to her. And he pushes the back of her head down so that her face goes right in the bread with peanut butter and she pulls it away and it has peanut butter all over her face, but you can see her eyes peering out and everybody dies laughing. Okay, well, that was devastating to hope. Now, he got his laugh, right? That's what he was after. And some other people got some enjoyment. It's fun to laugh, all right? And um, uh, But as soon as I saw the look on Hope's face, I knew that she is humiliated. She is embarrassed. She is basically emotionally destroyed, you know, for this and, and all these people laughing, all these people looking at her. And then this one guy acting like he's won the Indianapolis 500 by, by setting all of that up and it working and he got the laugh and that's all he cared about. All right. And he talked about that the rest of the night. Okay. While when it was over, Hope is, is, you know, still trying to come down from that humiliation, embarrassment, really a trauma for her. Now, it, it probably wouldn't have been a trauma for some people, probably wouldn't have been a trauma for me, but it was a trauma for her. So if you look at that situation, he had a goal to get something for himself, which was Everybody laughing at his joke and patting him on the back. Oh, man, that was a good one. That was the best one I've ever seen. You know, stuff like that. And other people weren't being mean. They just naturally laughed at something that was funny. Okay. 
but it hurts somebody else in order to achieve that other stuff. Well, that is almost always the way that unforgiveness and anger go. It's one person gets hurt and then the other person is hurt and maybe wants to get them back or maybe they just want to run. That's the fight, freeze or flee of fight or flight, right? Okay, so what is really going on under the surface? Well, thank you, Dr. Dan Gilbert from Harvard because he did the research on that over years on the campus at Harvard. And he wrote a best-selling book about it called Stumbling Into Happiness. And the conclusion of the research, and he, he concluded, this is his direct quote, not mine, was this, expectations are a happiness killer. Well, that gentleman had an expectation to get a laugh that would benefit him because that's sort of what he was known for. All right. And 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 that was his expectation. But I would I would uh, posit or present to you that the way he went about doing it not only hurt hope, it hurt him. Because, yes, eventually, because he was a really good friend of ours, he did find out the result of that with hope. And. He, he was upset. He was angry that she got angry at first. <laughs> and, then, and then he shifted and apologized to her and, and said, I was wrong. I'm sorry. But at first he was angry at her really for being upset about it. Okay. Which is almost like doubling down on the wrong behavior. All right. But what Dr. Gilbert found is that if you have a goal that is somewhere in the future. It can be one minute to 20 years, doesn't matter. In the future, that is not 100% under your control, and very few things are 100% are under our control. But if you have a goal like that in the future and not completely under your control, it's, if, you're, if you're not stressed, you are now stressed. Now that you did that, whatever it is, that goal, now that you have that goal, now you are stressed. That's the research from Harvard. They tracked it. That's what it does. It, it sends a signal to your brain and puts you into stress. If you're already in stress, it spikes your stress. For how long? For as long as you have that goal, which for some people is their entire adult life. It's unbelievable, okay? So goal setting is one of the biggest things in the world right now and has been for like 35 years. There's a million books on it, uh, all kinds of lectures and workshops and seminars and things like that. And what 98% of them teach is three things. It's a three-step blueprint. Decide what you want in the future usually, Develop a plan to get it based on your willpower. Adjust the plan as needed. And then number three, with your willpower, put the plan into action and never give up until you get it. But with that blueprint, and this is documented too, 
there's a 97% failure rate. So if that's a good blueprint, why is there a 97% failure rate? Because it's a terrible blueprint. It is basically a, a blueprint for failure, not for success. A blueprint for success is the present moment in truth and love as best you can. You don't have to do it right. It's just as best you can. So in other words, if you try to do that, your stress goes down. It is a good goal. It switches your brain into success mode from failure mode and cortisol, from cortisol to endorphins, peptides, all those wonderful feel-good hormones instead of the hormones, okay? And the only difference is patience versus anger, delayed gratification versus instant gratification, and forgiveness versus unforgiveness. That's the only difference, okay? So um, anger is proof Unless it's a life-threatening situation, that, that is a big exception. You may need to go to anger if it's a life-threatening situation to fight back and save your life or run away or whatever, okay? But if it's not a life-threatening situation and you experience anger, it is proof you currently have a wrong goal. And that goal is either putting you into stress or it's skyrocketing your stress. But either way, you're hurting yourself. You're killing yourself. Yeah. If you get illness or disease, you've done it to yourself. Okay? And I know we don't want to give up those goals because we feel like we're giving up on our dream or our hope. Or No, no, never give up on hope. Ever. Never. But keep it as hope and not a goal. That, and the difference is when it's a goal, you've already taken ownership of it, even though you don't have it and may never have it. Well, what's the problem with that? If you don't get it, your unconscious mind treats it as if you've lost something that you had that was really important. But it's a lie. You never had it. You just had a wrong goal to get it. Okay, so the way to short circuit all of that is when you experience something in the anger family, change your future not in control goal to a present in control goal, truth, love as best you can, just trying, you don't even have to achieve it, it's just trying, okay? And if there's someone you have unforgiveness toward even yourself sometimes yourself is the biggest one you need to forgive and you need to and that's a, that's a topic for another discussion forgiveness that's too big to just be an add-on to this but um this is one of the linchpin issues of my life of of my clients lives of almost everyone i've ever had any significant contact with. It is huge. And if you do have wrong goals and you're having anger and unforgiveness, let me tell you, 
switching to right goals and the truth and love in the present as best you can, trying and forgiving. Let me tell you, it will 180 your life so fast, you won't believe it. It, it, I mean, it'll be like, whoosh. And you're like, whoa, this feels good. Why didn't I do this years ago? <laughs> okay, well, you don't worry about years ago. Worry about, I mean, do it for today, tomorrow, and from now on. Dave, you want to add anything to that no. before uh, you start the not, code? Not really. I just said, you know, for hope, you know, to forgive oh, this yeah. guy. It's such a cruel, a cruel act. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't laugh at that. Well, and he, here's the thing. I, I honestly, honestly, I don't think he meant any harm at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. He just didn't think it through. And, and all he was thinking about was, oh, this will be so funny. And you know what? If he had picked the right person to do it with, maybe like me, yeah, it would have been okay. He picked right. the wrong person to do it with. She just, she, you don't, I mean, she, yeah. she didn't feel well with that kind of stuff. Okay. So yeah. anyway. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So um, this is going to be a, um, a positive infusion of um, patience prayer. We pray that all negative cellular memories, unhealthy habits, and false limiting beliefs related to any anger be replaced and infused with love, truth, forgiveness, peace related to patience. Yes, patience and forgiveness. Okay, and the first position is left hand temple, right hand jaw for infusing patience and forgiveness for any wrongs and having the right goals, goals that we are under our control and that don't cause stress, but create success for us. Left hand temple, right hand jaw. Okay, second position, both hands, temples. Uh, One little post-it note to that is that the ironic thing is that people don't want to let go of the end result, but you got to remember doing it that way, there's a 97% failure rate. You do it the right way, there's about a 97% success rate. So you're not letting go of anything important you're only letting go of stuff that's holding you back and you're grabbing something that will like be a booster rocket for success for you. Mm. So you're not missing out on anything. You're missing out now if you have the anger and impatience. Mm. And I've had a big anger problem too, by the way, Dave. Mm. Okay. Okay, third position, left hand jaw, right hand Adam's apple. Left hand jaw, right hand Adam's apple. Should I ask about the anger? Your anger, Alex? My anger? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I used to get angry about everything. I, I was playing a big tennis match one time and lost a point 
and threw my racket over the fence. It got stuck in a tree and we couldn't get it out. Had to stop the match. Finally, somebody got a ladder. And I mean, it was so embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I just have a big anger problem. Okay, fourth position, left hand, Adam's apple, right hand, bridge. Left hand, Adam's apple, right hand, bridge. For patience. To give us patience. Mm -hmm. and the ability to forgive. Okay, back to the first position, left hand, temple, right hand, jaw. Left hand, temple, right hand, jaw. Second position, both hands, temples, both hands, temples. Third position, left hand, jaw, right hand, Adam's apple. Left hand, jaw, right hand, Adam's apple. Position three. Fourth position, left hand, Adam's apple, right hand, bridge. Left hand, Adam's apple, right hand, bridge. Back to the first position now, left hand temple, right hand jaw, left hand temple, right hand jaw. Let's just go back to position two now, both hands temples, both hands temples. Okay, that's two and a half cycles. Okay, yeah. let's go to acupuncture points, please. Side of the hand. 
temples, chin, little finger, eyebrows, under the nipples, index finger, under the eyes, under the arms, middle finger, Pimples again, collarbones, middle of the chest, thumb, under the nose again, sore spot. middle finger, 9G, eyes open, closed, open, eyes down to the left, down to the right, circle your eyes, circle back the other way, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> okay, Let's activate uh, governing and conception vessel four times, please. Four times. If it hurts, you're pushing too hard. Hmm. All of these can be used individually as well as together. They magnify each other together but they've all been studied on their own. Okay, uh, healing centers. Let's start with throat. Please open and harmonize. If it hurts, you're massaging too hard. Base or root on the pubic bone. Please open and harmonize. Forehead, please open and harmonize. Under the belly button, please open and harmonize. Crown, please open and harmonize. Heart, please open and harmonize. Middle of the stomach, please open and harmonize. And then let's do both hands, forehead. This is also your prefrontal cortex. And what it's connected to is basically your conscious mind, will, emotions, and what we would call willpower. <clears throat> so doing this could, yes, uh, to answer a question some of you may have, Doing this could boost your willpower, make you possibly able to do and accomplish some things that otherwise you wouldn't be able to do 
or maybe much harder. Hmm. And then both hands over the heart, slow deep breaths one after the other, let the code process. When you're uh, ready, take a look at your zero to 10, note any change. Um, I would also look at it in about 30 minutes when it should be better. And Johanna, I can hang around a couple of minutes if we have a question. Okay, if you have a question, press star nine on your phone. That's going to raise your hand. We'll be able to unmute your line, or you can type in a question if you'd like. Um, mm. We could read that. Any of you that want to meet me and Dave in Philadelphia for a cheesesteak, we're, we're making plans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun. Um, they, we don't I have to process. Actually, what we should do is meet in New York for a cheesesteak, and then I'll go to Smalls to yeah. hear Dave play <laughs> jazz. That's what we should do. That sounds good. Yeah, I would love that. All right, I'm going to have to bug out. Love y'all. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Johanna. Thanks, Thanks yeah. everybody. Okay, so um, we don't have any hands up for questions. So I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording and see if anybody wants to